Well, we all came into 2020 with big hopes, dreams, and goals. And I think we can all agree that things have kind of taken a different path than maybe we had hoped. That's the understatement of the century. However, maybe we're still hoping and holding on to those goals and dreams and hopes, right? Well, today on the show, I have my original mentor, Brand Bender. And it's super sentimental for me because he came into my life when I had these dreams and goals and hopes as well in photography and starting a passion or having a passion and starting a business rather is so intimidating. Absolutely intimidating. Like, where do you even start? Like, do you build a website? Do you start an Instagram? Do you get a business license? Like, what's an LLC? I don't even know. There's so much that goes into building a business. And thank God, I just happened to run into this man at the infancy of my passion and my dream to start a business because he legitimately held my hand through the process of starting my photography business. So before you non-photographers are like, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me, really this is a message that any business owner or business owner hopeful needs to hear because he's going to give you fundamentals to kickstarting your business, whatever your passion is. Okay. So it's really, really important that you hear this. Fran is a celebrated portrait and wedding photographer who has been telling love stories through beautiful imagery for over 15 years. It's like in his blood, obviously, to take photos, but now he's had to learn how to build a business from it. So we're going to get into all the specifics today. I'm so grateful to have this man on the show because he's so wise, he's so articulate, he's so patient, but he's also an expert. So Let's dive in, guys. It's definitely worth it. Let's grab our notepads. Welcome to the show. This is Misunderstood with Kelly Hall. I have a dear, dear friend on the show today. I'm so excited. Seriously, I was just thinking <laughs> about you. So I have Brant Bender of Brant Bender Photography, and I have to start with how we met because <laughs> it is such an amazing story. Um, well, maybe you should start because I, I, do you remember? Do you remember how we met? I do. You uh, showed up at my uh, office studio at the Bernardo Winery. Yes. And you came in and started asking me about, me about photography. And I guess that's kind of where it started and your interest in that. And just you were first starting out. So Oh, I, super, super starting out. <laughs> yeah, fresh. I think you had just gotten your camera. You had just switched cameras. I'm pretty I sure I still like... had like the plastic on my camera yeah. lens and like the <laughs> buttons or something. Um, no, but I, I approached your office and you saw my camera and you said, um, hey, kid, do you want to learn how to use that? That's <laughs> what <laughs> you said to me. And I was like, uh, yeah, kind of. Right. Um, and then you were like, yeah, I would be more than happy to, you know, let you come tag along with some of my photo shoots and weddings and you want to hold a scrim or whatever. <laughs> and of course I jumped off the opportunity immediately because I know how valuable that mentorship is. So right. here we are. It's been five yeah, when was that? years. Ah, that was in <laughs> January, 2015. Yes. Five years. Wow. Whoa. Well, you've come a long way since then. Kelly? Oh my goodness, I have come a long way. That was the <laughs> dawn of my merging into business and photography and passions and everything. So you've seen me through it all, which is crazy. Yeah, well, as you know, I've been such a strong believer in mentorships and what others can do with people who have passion for doing it. And I saw that in you right away. So Aww. in that sense, it's very easy to help somebody along who's willing to listen and learn. Well, thank you. And you know what? I love that you started out the show by saying that because I think you really taught me what mentorship is and mm. how willing people are actually to give knowledge to other people because right. like, it's really intimidating when you don't know something. You're, you just don't even know to ask. But yeah. when you ask, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, people people love talking about like something they're passionate about. They're more than willing to share the information. Yeah. So, and that comes through conversation of yes. you don't even know what questions not to ask. So you're just talking about photography and business and life yes. and here it all comes out. And what I found, especially with photography, and it happens in many other industries too, but we are very willing to share what we know. 
And that is not true with all types no, of, right. of businesses. So we're very open and passionate people. So I think that helps uh, help other people. Yes, it's so true. Okay, so well, first, the reason why I have you on the show today, it's not <laughs> just for photography, for photographers. Yep. Obviously, I'm a photographer myself, but I mean, the way you kind of got into your business, the way that you started your business, the way that you built your business, mm-hmm. you are one of the masterminds. When I think of small business, I think of Brett Bender because you have established this network and this audience and these skills. Right. But you mm-hmm. also, a lot of it was on your own, absolutely. But then a lot of it was also through mentorship. So, you know, right. let's kind of give an introduction on how did this all begin? How did you even get into photography, but then right. get started? <laughs> well, I'll go back just a few years now. Uh, so it is kind of funny. And this is usually what I start off with, especially in meetings that like, tell me something unique about yourself. And I usually start with that I was a bat boy for the San Diego Padres. So love it. Yes. So that's when I was in high school and the local newspaper wanted to do a story on me. And so um, I, I approved that, I guess. I wasn't sure at first, but I said, okay, let's do it. And then, so they sent the photographer down to take pictures of me working um, at, at Padre Stadium. And so at that time I was taking photo classes in high school. And so I told the photographer, I, I love photography. And he goes, why don't you come down sometime? I'll show you around. And so that's where my mentorship started right there. And I think I was 16 years old. So then um, soon after that, uh, I found myself developing film way back in the day uh, and helping out there and worked for free for quite some time and just to help and learn. So that's how I I got started in that. And then soon after, I started getting my own assignments at the the weekly newspaper. It's called the Poway News Chieftain. At the time, it was called the Pomerado Newspaper Group. So that was like Poway Rancho Bernardo, which is great because it was my hometown. So I got to cover, you know, high school football games and basketball games and the news around town. And then after that, um, maybe about a year, year and a half later, I started um, freelancing for United Press International, which is a which was at least at the time was a national company that you would photograph bigger events like Charger games and Padre games. And so you could be published uh, throughout the country and all over the world from the events that you covered. So I started doing that. So that really kind of skyrocketed me into this fast paced moving uh, scenario of uh, sports and real life photography and news. It was crazy. That is so crazy. And mm-hmm. I can just imagine like little brand bender as yeah. a fat boy <laughs> yeah. and then connecting. And, oh. and that's yes. so true because you know, I think when I started working with you, what's crazy is I was 21 at the time, 21 or 22. I was really young, obviously. And I think within the first six months of just shadowing you around, I learned more than I would have on my own in like five years, you know, of, and yes, YouTube is valuable, but I think real life personal experience, it's going to catapult you in your business. That's the great part about being a second photographer and assistant, because generally the main photographer is going to handle what 80, 90%. So you really have the opportunity to be as artistic as you want, try angles, try different things. So you definitely, and that would be my, a a great tip to any budding photographers out there. If you can second shoot for photographers, uh, it is a great way without the stress, at least not fully. (laughs) There's always some because you're still at a wedding and you still have to produce images, but it's a great way to kind of get your uh, foot wet in the industry. Okay. So speaking of getting your feet wet, that's exactly what I want to get into. Yeah. I mean, how do you even start? That's the most daunting part of any business actually. But then, I mean, when I was starting my photography business, if I didn't, when I didn't have you, I mean, I at least, I don't think I even started out buying the right camera. I actually returned my initial camera because someone was like, no, Kelly, get a full frame, like real camera. Right. Right. And so then I got the right camera, but then I didn't know like what equipment or where it's the priority. I made an Instagram, but then I was like, I don't really know what to do after that. So, I mean, what would be your tips right off the bat with how do we even get started? Well, gosh, there's, I can go back and at least do my personal story first before kind of jumping into that. But yeah, at the time, when I started my business, I had just, I was just about to have my second child. So I was 26 or 27. And 
I, if I were to go back and tell my previous self, I would say, put a business plan together, put down some numbers and have a better vision for what you're doing. I guess I was very lucky enough just to have enough, I guess, passion for what I was doing that I just yeah. knew it was going to happen. But if I were to go back and tell myself, that's not exactly what it would, would it be. So, but then you very quickly find from there, all the things that you need to have, you know, you need your cameras, you need software, you need computers, you need hard drives. You've got to get your business license. And I remember talking to you about that. And, mm -hmm. and so, and then now what you have to realize is, especially being a sole proprietor is you have to do it all. You are the person who answers the phone. You're the person who takes out the trash. You're the IT department. You're the mm -hmm. bookkeeper, right? You, you have to do all these things and be knowledgeable about all those things. The other tip I would say for those, I guess, in any industry is learn as much as you can. And then the things that you're not great at or just kind of hold you back is subcontract those things out. For example, my bookkeeping, I hire a bookkeeper to do all that just because I'm not great at it. Uh, so that's what I do to help that. I also have a company now that help me uh, process some of my wedding images. So, so yeah, it's just you have to do all those things uh, in your business and have to know it all. So overwhelming. Right. Just thinking about it. I <laughs> it mean, what, like out it, of yeah. those things, what would be like the top three things to narrow your focus on right away? The top three things to focus on are networking. Okay. And marketing, <laughs> you know, it's funny when I, when I speak to uh, students at, like in high schools and stuff, I always tell them, if you're interested in photography, major in business, you know, oh, so yeah, yeah. You, you learn these things, you learn your business because photography is a craft. You can go out and, you know, take photography classes, of course, but yeah, major in business, maybe minor in marketing and take photography classes. That would be my, my biggest tip for at least for people who are just getting started to do that. Because oh, that is so true. Yeah. So you can, because you can come to then a photographer who can then, uh, when you're assisting them, they can help you, you know, in the finer points of their business just through conversation. So th those would be my uh, tips for that. And then, uh, of course, choose Nikon. Just kidding. <laughs> no, he's Nikon. You say that to a Canon user over here. I had to get it in there the somewhere. Had to get it in there uh -huh. somewhere. <laughs> in my notes, I'm putting use Canon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but the actually just, just to backtrack on that note of marketing, yeah. you know, I recently spoke to a digital marketer and then also I spoke with you multiple times about how, you know, you can have this amazing product or this amazing brand, or you can put all this money behind your, your company or your product. But if you do not know how to market it, people are right. not going to know about it. There's I'll, like almost no point because you, you don't know how to sell it to the community. Right. It's so important. And admittedly, I am not the best, as you know, uh, social networking person. My Instagram needs to be updated more often. But what's interesting is your point is very well taken because I remember when I look at photographers, uh, especially when I started, they were charging $10,000 per wedding. And I'm like, their pictures don't look any better than mine. <laughs> wow. You know, at least in my opinion. <laughs> so No, well, you're also amazing. But well, yes, thank you. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, so what's the difference? right? It's your, it's your believed value and your marketing and networking skills to go get those jobs. So yes, it is, it is very true. And what I love now is for photographers who are just starting, or, or actually a lot of businesses who are just starting, they can get started right away with Instagram or Facebook. Whereas before we had to have a website, get the whole thing built. Of course, you still have to have one, but you can start much quicker now and connecting with people much quicker now than you used to when I started. That's true. It, it's so funny that you said belief, value, and networking to get those jobs. I recently, quick story, mm -hmm. I had a photographer reach out to me and I thought it was like for modeling because I do modeling on the side. Mm -hmm. This is out in Columbus, Ohio. Well, anyways, he reached out and he was like, hey, like I'd really have to do a photo shoot. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm flipping my hair. I'm like, oh, of course <laughs> you want to do a photo shoot. Great. <laughs> And then he's insisting, he's like, no, I'd really like, can you bring your boyfriend, Austin? And I was like, oh, this is a first. Right. I was like, oh, I'll see if he's free, but like, he's not a model. I'm the model. I'm the, model. I'm the model now. So I asked Austin, he's like, yeah, you know, that's fine. Like, you know, it's something that you would want to do. I'll make it happen. Well, long story short, we ended up doing the shoot and Austin was running a little bit late from work. And this photographer was like, 
very insistent. Like, where's Austin? Where's Austin? Where's Austin? And I'm like, I don't know, but why do you care so much? Like, I am here taking the pictures. And I we found out by the end of the photo shoot, Austin was interested. He was like, Hey, like, so what are you using these for? Like, why are you doing this? Like, we're not paying you. You know, you're really insistent on having us come out here and we're happy to do it, but just out of curiosity. And he was like, you know, I really I really want to tap into your network. Oh, funny. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, you're following your network, your age group. You know, right. you are the the talent and the clients I want. And he's like, you know, I'm working with a lot of um, older people. You know, that's really, he's like, I haven't really tapped into yeah. the, the wedding industry. And he's like, you're that industry. You know, you're in your mid-20s. And um he's like you know you're well connected and I was like this guy's smart he's like if I take pictures of you then that starts to attract attract my target market and like my audience and I was like oh my goodness I was like I feel so used (laughs) but it was smart because I looked back on his Instagram he was right he he wasn't taking photos of a lot of people who were younger and a lot of couples that were younger so exactly networking and getting those jobs you know if it's um, I know one, one time you told me too, was, you know, you marketed yourself for the clients who were going to the Hotel Dell mm-hmm. or the downtown San Diego weddings, because right. they're more likely to pay for an, a photographer that's charging right. $3,000, $4,000, $5,000. Mm-hmm. So very smart, smart tip for sure. Yeah. You know, I found out very quickly that the, the sounds very simple, but it takes you a while to get there. The when you're at nicer places like that, they're beautiful pictures already. You don't have to go somewhere else. Like when I first started, I would do a wedding at one location and then we would go to Balboa Park or go to Hotel Dell to take pictures in between and then go to the reception. So I, mm-hmm. I was thinking, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if we just start here? We don't have to go anywhere. We just and we have beautiful yep. pictures all over. So they're all just right uh, here. Let's and, work. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll get back to your point. Uh, the other your other photographer friend, it's show what you want to sell. So that's what mm-hmm. that, that kind of comes from. So that's what, and then I've been very, very lucky. And I'm so blessed that um, I partnered with a lot of the hotels in San Diego, gosh, for 10, 15 years now uh, of the hotel deals of the Prado at Balboa Park, you know, Paradise Point, places like that, that do a lot of weddings. And I'm, I'm um, honored to be a trusted partner for a lot of those hotels. The networking, that was yes. the number, thing, the number one thing you said, that's, the networking. That's in-person networking, by the way. And don't forget, once you photograph there, you need to follow up. Great tip. You got to follow up. You got to show them the photos. You have to make them accessible to the to the property so they can then, again, partner with you to do that. So a lot of photographers, uh, they get so yes. stuck in their work because we're artists, right? We want to just have the most amazing photos. But a lot of us kind of, we struggle on the business side. And so that's where they you, you need to step up and excel doing that and follow up and just making those personal relationships. So those are the in-person ones. So that's kind of my my tip is not only is it Instagram because it's not quite as personal, but then your in-person networking and marketing is very is just as important in my opinion. And before we leave the in-person connections topic, mm-hmm. another powerful thing you said to me. Which <laughs> I said a whole bunch you, of stuff. I don't huh? know if you remember. <laughs> you said a lot to me that really stuck. And it's laughable now because it hasn't been so long. Mm-hmm. But you said to me within, I don't know, the first two months of us working together, mm-hmm. you said, if people like you, like they work. will like your pictures. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me ever since because, I mean, I'm by no means, I'm not at your level at all, but you know, I've, I started getting clients quickly. I mean, and I was essentially building the plane as I flew it because I was like getting clients, then getting weddings. And I was like, I've been second tuning. Like I haven't done a wedding (laughs) yet. I still don't even know what equipment to buy or how to use a flash. And um, the biggest thing was, I think you taught me, I know I didn't have a flash (laughs) for a while, Um, but you taught me just, leaving that impression with your clients and then they'll refer you. And when they feel like they've built a connection with a friend more than a photographer, more than like a business, then they're going to be excited to work with you. So I think I left that impression with clients and it almost didn't matter how my photos turned out. I mean, they can't be like terrible, but they didn't care if like a little bit was blurred out (laughs) or like a little lighting was off or whatever. I think they were always just happy with the experience 
experience that they had working with me, which was super cool. Yeah, can I expand on that? Because I would love to. Uh, of course. Great. So there's two reasons that is so great. Number one, you end up with lifelong friends. I guarantee you, you have <sighs> yes. uh, clients that you started maybe four or five years ago when you first started that are still friends today. And that is yes. what makes wedding and portrait photography such a special business to be in because you do build personal relationships. And the second thing with building it, that, that they get to like you and that you connect so well is the fact that you, you now bring their guard down when having their photo taken. It makes them comfortable mm -hmm. in front of the camera. So you're a friend taking a photo, not just a photographer who showed up. And every time I go to a family shoot, especially if they have children, the camera is nowhere near me. It's not up, it's maybe still in my bag. So we talk for a few minutes and then, and then eventually we start taking photos. So, and that really helps with kids uh, to kind of, you know, let their guard down too and let the parents kind of go, okay, we're not just gonna jump in here and start taking photos. So, so and that, that's what happens to an engagement session. I always say my engagement sessions, whether it be an hour, hour and a half or whatever they are, by the time we're an hour in and almost done, man, we are rocking and rolling. They're all comfortable in front of the camera. I'm like, that's what I needed the first mm -hmm. hour. <laughs> so- Yep, I know. But that's a time to get to know the clients. So now when you get to their yeah. wedding, you, you're a friend showing up to shoot the wedding. So that's, that's right. I, you know what you're talking about is just the backbone of sales in general, right. which is you know building that personal connection first. So whether you're a photographer or working right. at all in the, in, in the wedding industry, or even for me, full-time as a recruiter, I always try to take that recruiting hat off the hat's essentially almost always off because it's so intimidating right. and you don't want to be forcing like a relationship or you're scaring someone off and you want to make sure you show them that you care. Mm -hmm. And as a photographer, you care about, you know, what's special to them and what makes them laugh. How do they meet? And all of those things that you really pointed out before you get into that nitty gritty of pulling out the camera and just starting to shoot, caring about your clients. Right. Exactly. First and you should. And foremost. And we're not pretending here. That's what we, we do. We do care. We're at yeah. the most important day of their life, at least if it's a wedding. And then for you and recruiting, I'm like, what? A, it's a lifetime decision, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. So okay. So I don't want to get too off topic, but yes. as we're still on the topic of how you got started, mm -hmm. I'd like to go in a little bit to equipment. I mean, yeah. in any business, but especially photography, how do you even start to decipher what is important? What do you spend your money on? What can you rent? What can you wait on? All of those things. Right. What's interesting is when I started, um, I felt I needed a wide range of lenses, right? So you get your main camera. And by the way, for those just starting out, you got to have the second backup camera. Just for me, and I did a wedding, um, gosh, I have to say it's two months ago now. I'm working with my second photographer and my camera breaks. So my second wow. camera is in the car. Yeah, Fortunately, this is the reason you have a second photographer. I said, I need to go get my other camera. Mine's broken. <laughs> so my client didn't even know what happened. They just kind of knew that I went off and I came back. So you need to have your main camera. You need to have your backup camera. You need to make sure everything's charged in, ready to go, battery's done. So what I did is I went the Zoom route when I first started. So I did a 16 to 35 and I did a 24 to 70 and I did a 70 to 200. So I felt that I could cover anything at any time. Um, as you kind of expand your line of lenses, then you can kind of go to your fixed prime lenses, whether it be your 50 or 85 or 135, whatever that may be. So that's the photo side of it. And then you jump into the computer side, right? So Mac PC, I think we all have our opinions on that. <laughs> and then you've got to get your software. Uh, you And now, especially nowadays with the uh, file size that you have, the amount of hard drive space is crazy. So how do you back right. those up for clients? Are you using a cloud service? Um, what software are you using, whether it be Lightroom and Photoshop? Um, I use um, a photo mechanic also to edit. So there's lots of those sort of decisions you have to make. Uh, I think right now on my desk, because you have a backup, I think I have like 20 terabytes sitting on my desk. And then, yeah, and then trying to then make sure the final product is archived and saved for the client. And I think I have those in four different places just in case. So there's lots of things to consider for that. It's a little overwhelming. That's crazy. It can be. <laughs> um, I know. Did you have a mentor kind of walk you through that or did you just figure it out all on your own? That's come over time. 
Um, okay. Yeah. It, when I wasn't a believer in the cloud-based services, now I'm more of a believer as in the end product. I don't think that you could send up raw files that are, I mean, my Nikon D850 can shoot what, I think they're almost 100 megabytes a piece if I shot on high, on high raw. So I don't think you can get those uploaded, but for sure your finished product that you deliver to your client that you should outsource in an iCloud or a cloud somewhere. No problem. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. All right. So diving right in, yeah. adversity. Yeah. Adversity in your business. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any business owners that just, you know, got started and everything was wonderful and they started making so much money <laughs> and just had no adversity. We all have come to this crossroads of, is this worth it? So do I keep going? Do I get another full-time job? Like, what's the plan? And for you, I feel like in all of your years <laughs> of experience, you had to have come across this adversity and how did you overcome yeah, it? Yeah, you know, I started my very first year and I think I was almost a statistic that you hear, you know, the percentage of the businesses that don't make it. And I was almost in there. So I let's see here, my first year, and again, this goes back to not having a real plan to do anything, right? Because I was doing newspaper work. I kind of freelanced and went back to newspaper work and did that for a little while. But then I very quickly realized that didn't pay much. So I was looking for other jobs and I was looking out of state for jobs. My, uh, my wife at the time, we were at trying to figure this whole thing out. And then I got a call from a, a company called Custom News which did newspapers for conferences. And that literally saved my business. And it, it wow. became a recurring thing about conferences. So I branched out. I didn't really know it would be weddings at the time. That's what's even more interesting about this. My story is I didn't even know it would be weddings. So, but when I got into conferences, they became a yearly, um, uh, they would come back to me on a yearly basis to go photograph the conference. So that saved my business. Then I started getting some weddings, then word got out. So then I could finally focus on that. And that turned out to be weddings. So yeah, I almost didn't make it for sure. That first year was uh, not fun. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. So for those photographers or business out there, owners that are out there struggling, what are some of the tips that you would give to them to kind of face that time and hopefully see through You know, it? I remember saying to myself at the time, gosh, if I get out of this, I would do do this more. And that was the in-person networking. We keep coming back to that. But for example, like mm -hmm. um, Association of Bridal Consultants, if you want to do weddings, why not connect with those who are in your industry? Um, there's so many of them. I belong now to a thing called uh, Weddings of Distinction, which is a group of um, local San Diego vendors that you can connect with and get to know on a personal level. Um, and then while you're doing that, if you're not so, you got you need to improve your craft right? Work on your photography, bring your, your kids, dogs, friends, whatever it is that you can go out there and photograph and, and get those, get those images up, you know? So, and just keep shooting best you can uh, and learn from your mistakes. Yep. I love that networking and improve your mm -hmm. craft. I'm underlining that. Yeah. Because you can't like, it's important. Yeah, you know, if you, if you really are serious about it, you, you know, you show up to a second photographer and you say you have experience and then you deliver terrible work that's not going to help you. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So you've networked me I know, I, and then I let you come out and shoot a wedding and then it's bad. That's, that's not going to help. <laughs> and I mean, you might counter this, but what I found too, as I was struggling first and you know, I had a full-time job, so mm -hmm. it wasn't ever about for me, the money, it was about wanting to build my business. Yeah. And I did a lot of work with clients for free yeah. when I was first starting out because they were well connected and then they would post on Instagram or they would post on Facebook and then they would refer people to me. Yeah. So I would do a handful of shoots completely free, yeah. but then that one client would send five clients my yeah. way. And so I was like, I, there's so much pride sometimes in business owners and entrepreneurs where they're like, no, no, right. no, no, no. I've spent all this time building this skill. I can't possibly do it pro bono, but you also need to do that just to build your network. Right. You're not going to start out right away, at least not for mm -hmm. me, connecting with people and making hundreds and hundreds of dollars yeah. immediately. Yeah, you know, and I, people who second shoot for me, I allow them to use their photos, but I'm specific about, 
you need to make sure you mention you were the second photographer at this wedding because it's such a difference yeah. between being the main photographer and you will probably learn this right away. The main photographer and the second photographer, right? You need to capture right. completely different things. So I think if you're promoting on your Instagram, your social media, all these cool artistic photos, you may be a completely different photographer as the main photographer. Yeah. And let's also talk about the mental game real quick about being a second photographer. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I used to sleep very soundly <laughs> nights before our weddings and, you know, checked my bag, yeah. everything's good to go, scroll on, on Pinterest for some info. Mm -hmm. And then when I do weddings as the main photographer, yeah. I mean, I don't think I sleep for like 48 hours. I'm, I'm like running through every possible scenario. And you taught me how to like visualize the day, mm -hmm. visualize the timeline, visualize every possible thing that can go wrong right. or where you need to be, um, which was super powerful because now I'm always like 20 steps mm -hmm. ahead and I try to, you know, position my body where I need to be for that right moment right. or for the, the bride and groom and oh, just so much that goes into it, which is yeah. Incredible. It's tough to teach without going through it. So that's the interesting yes. part, you know, um, and you end up with a routine. I'm sure you have it now before you do it. Like everything in your bag goes in one place and you you're so that way, for example, if I have to send you to the car, I know where I'd say, hey, Kelly, can you go grab this out of my bag? It's on the right hand side of the bag uh, way in the back. Oh, there it is. That's what I need. Just something like that is super simple. But it, it's 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 weird because it's complicated at the same time because there's so much going on, right? And yeah, it's great to be. I love being the second photographer when I get to do it every once in a while. It's like, oh my gosh, I just get to show up and take some photos and be artistic. <laughs> I'll do I it. I know. It's yeah. a great <laughs> yeah, day. A great <laughs> I know. It's totally different. Yeah. So and then you kind of touched um, uh, on it too we... a little bit with the timeline and uh, all of you have to go through that day. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, you just need to be flexible. It's really what you need to be always looking, just like you said, always kind of thinking what could or should happen or what might happen and adjusting to that. I'll never forget once I had a bride, uh, we have this beautiful hotel, right? And I and we were downtown and I said, let's go outside. We'll take a few urban photos. We'll get you and your, uh, your husband out here. We'll do some cute stuff out there. And she goes, I don't want to go outside. And I said, okay, there's a cute little chair right over here. Why don't we get you guys? I'll get you to sit right here and I'll, I'll have him kind of sit next to you and snuggle into you. And she goes, I don't want to sit down. Okay, how, there's a beautiful staircase right here, oh. right? There's a beautiful <laughs> staircase right here. I'll, I'll put your dress out. We'll kind of get him standing back behind you a little bit more. And she goes, I love the idea, right? So there was three right there with a matter of just a few seconds. Wow. Yeah, so always thinking what uh, That is, uh, <laughs> and it's so funny because that right there, as a business owner, you need to be able to deliver more than one product. Right. Like, it could because especially as a photographer or whatever you're doing, yes, you have your comfort zone, you have your niche, you have for me, you know, the backlit. I love yeah, backlighting. That's the light my nary. thing. But I love the light mm -hmm. nary. However, when it's not sunny yeah, yeah. or when it's rainy, guess what? Yeah. That's thrown out the window. So whatever, whatever business it is, you have your preference and you have what you're totally skilled at, what you love, but then you also need to be on your feet to deliver all of these other products just in case yeah. because like you said I mean you show what you want to sell so whether it's on Instagram you can show it but don't you love whenever you have people who they work with you but then they actually are completely antisocial mm -hmm. or they don't want to be in the middle of the crowd throwing their hands up in the air they just want to do like a really individual yeah. silent moment for their first look right. like they don't want anyone around you know it just completely depends on the client and you need to be flexible like and you, you need to gauge their interest in that right away and the other thing yes. you need to gauge an interest or gauge how they're feeling is when they're done taking photos like i can see it in them when they are done and they want to get to the cocktail hour then you're yeah. done because you're not going to get those really okay. special moments as long as you got what you needed, at least something that you needed, but you can't force them to just keep, keep going to another location because you know what, this they're here to celebrate with their family and friends too, right? This is not I just a photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, totally. so what that means to me then is what I adapt to then, because a lot of times people say, you know, we're really not photogenic. Anytime someone says that to me is I'm gonna get a lot of pictures of their friends and family and candid images and get as many of those people at their wedding as I can, because that's just important to them as pictures of the two of them. So we have to separate yeah. what 
our artistic vision is for the wedding and what the client is mm -hmm. looking for at the same time. Yes. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so true. So misunderstanding yes. about running a business, about photography. I mean, there is a whole lot to learn <laughs> about running and operating a business, which we've already discussed. But I mean, people just think that being an entrepreneur means answering emails in your sweatpants, which sometimes <laughs> that's totally true. Happen. But then they also, they don't understand what goes into running a business. So yeah. let's dive into what's misunderstood specifically in photography, but also running a business. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. We, we, uh, we, we talked about this and uh, it always comes to mind that the meme out there, what photographers do and what maybe your friends think mm -hmm. you do versus what society thinks you do versus what I think I do and what I actually do, right? And, and what they actually do is you're spending so much time in front of the computer, <laughs> you know, yep. even though you'd love to see the images uh, in a gallery and up on people's walls, you know, it is wonderful when you walk into someone's home and you see a big print that you, that you, that you took from their wedding, like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. So, so yeah, so Aww. it's sort of that perception of what it is. So I guess that's the misunderstanding of at least the business itself is there's so much time in front of the computer, um, not just out shooting. Of course, if you're not shooting, you're not making money, right? But then you need to focus on uh, right. wedding books, uh, getting prints on people's walls. And nowadays it's it's limitless in what you can offer to your client. It's, you know, they've got great metal prints now or acrylic prints and beautiful canvas prints. So, you know, there's so much that goes into it, what you're going to offer, what you're going to sell and your pricing. That is always a constant change. <laughs> that's that's probably been the most typical part from the beginning, even till now is pricing. What is it? especially as, as times mm -hmm. and things change. We could probably save that for another time, but uh, that is always in flux. And you said this earlier, but the perception of what people think you're doing mm -hmm. is so insane because now as a photographer, I don't feel the need to justify myself for pricing, mm -hmm. but when there's moments that I have yeah. to, I'm very quick to say, I'm not charging you for a two hour session. I'm charging you for the five hours I'm going to spend after the session editing your right. photos. And that's the part they don't understand. Like that, yeah, for sure. No, it's completely misunderstood what goes on behind the scenes, which now I apply that same rule into absolutely everything, mm -hmm. whether it's recruiting and people think, oh, you're, you just get one name of one person that wants to join the Navy. Your job is so easy. I'm like, okay, yes, that's half, that's a victory in itself is actually finding someone who's interested, but then there's the paperwork and then there's the medical documentation. There's actually putting them in the Navy. And then that's the questions I even asked mentors when I got into podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, starting a podcast sounds great. You just yeah, have to talk. And I talk every day. Just get a microphone day. and start talking. <laughs> wow. And then they were like, okay, let's remember you for every hour that you talk is an extra two hours you're going to spend right. editing. And there's all this behind the scenes work that people just do not understand. And I mean, what, what would you tell beginning photographers that they should expect mm -hmm. when they're full fledged in their business, yeah. what should they expect their day to day to look like really? Yeah, you know, for sure. The, you mentioned kind of the after part. So I tell people if they ask or if they even care to know, but I'll say, I'll spend more time on your wedding after than I will during it. So, oh, totally. so now, but then you jump even beforehand. So we have a consultation. Maybe we have an engagement session. Uh, then maybe it's a book meeting. Then you have the conversation, which is usually about an hour or so, discussing the timeline, making sure you're prepared for the wedding, getting your gear together, downloading files, right? <laughs> so all these things that people don't see um, what you're doing after. And... So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to it in the edit. And we didn't even discuss the editing and the processing and delivering files and how those are delivered. So there's a, there's a lot in there um, that, that needs to be kind of understood. And, and that's why the bulk of, of the charge is upfront, right? Because you are yeah. all those hours and people just think, well, you just, I mean, I, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten the question. So what do you do during the week? <laughs> well, a lot. <laughs> It'd be great. It, it, that's that's a perception of what people think, right? That you're a wedding photographer if you're just doing weddings. 
that you've got the week off and you go shoot a wedding on the weekend and that's it, right? So that's sort of the yeah. perception. And for me, a, a lot of times what's kind of misunderstood about me is I kind of have a sort of a laid back sort of demeanor. Maybe you can speak that, I don't know. I, at least I feel like I do, but at home, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Which Stay helps, calm. which is yes. a tremendous asset on the day of the wedding or at a shoot or a conference, or whatever it is I'm photographing. But at home, uh, between now and my my beautiful second wife, we have five kids between us. <laughs> so it's pretty chaotic in life managing all of that as well. So I, at least if I were to answer something as misunderstood about me, that would probably be it. <laughs> Well, it maybe is misunderstood, but it's definitely an amazing quality <laughs> for you to have in that environment. Because, you know, sometimes I'm going through weddings and I'm in pure panic mode, but you're like still smiling, still happy. You're like, it's okay. We're just going to walk over <laughs> right, here. Yeah. We're going to take a different picture. It doesn't matter that the bride and groom are just super rude to right. us or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I, but I mean, for sure. We do have positive experiences, obviously, but still, it's great that you have that demeanor, even when times are it tough. It is funny sometimes. It's only happened maybe twice in my career where I've said to the second photographer, you need to tell that person to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing I tend to do is if yeah. I have somebody who's sort of, who keeps asking me questions, sometimes it is um, uh, a bridesmaid or something who recently had a wedding and she had an amazing photographer and she wants to kind of impart so the wisdom it's well meant but it, it may be not what I do so that's not necessarily what they hired me for so a lot of times what I'll do at that point is I will get that person to be my assistant so I will bring them closer to me to have them help say hey would you do me a favor would you get the bride's flowers for me oh would you mind fixing her dress right there it's just a little fix right there and she is more than happy to do that <laughs> so she becomes part of my team. So you're talking about the annoying bridesmaid <laughs> that has a lot of insight and input, and then you do a job of disguising their input into now assisting, making them your assistant. Yeah, don't give away my secret. Essentially. <laughs> I, I love it. That's so true. There's a tip. That is a great tip. Yes. I, I, I know lots of opinions the days of wedding. You know, what's interesting, sure. and, and um, you know, it's funny because I learned something all the time. And what I, I really sort of learned this year was, which I guess I've always sort of known, but never quite put into thought, is that everybody has taken care of the bride and or the groom or two grooms, two brides, whatever it may be. Whoever's taken care of them up to that point, it could be the best friend, it could be the mother, it could be an aunt, whoever it is. And then the photographer shows up, me, and now I have to take control because I need to get them where I need them mm -hmm. to go, where we're going to go take photos, make sure they get to their dinner on time. So it's very interesting that they have to let that part go. And I think sometimes it's difficult for people to go, oh my gosh, who's this guy? He's just going to come in here and start telling us what to do when I'm going to get, when I'm going to get dressed, who's this person, you know? So yeah, and you so have true. to start bossing people around sometimes in a nice way. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and I think having that those con you taught me this as well, like having those conversations early on right. with them, being very frank. Um, that's another mis we're we're really delivering a lot of misunderstandings in this industry today. I'm don't take my um, direction or maybe what you're perceiving as being mm -hmm. bossy as that's not my personality. Yeah. That's my way of making sure and ensuring that these moments are captured. And when I sit down with clients beforehand, they see the real me. When they work with me on engagement yeah. sessions, they see the real me. You know, I'm I'm happy and excited and, you know, hopefully a delight right. to work with. But the wedding day, that for us is business. It's That's the timeline. You know, you're losing <laughs> precious. It's go time. And, um, you know, I on a completely separate episode, I want to dig into the timeline. Sure. That's, a, that's a lot of assistance in itself to photographers, but you know, those are, those are moments you're never going to right. get back. And I don't think it's it, like we talked about the perception versus reality. The perception is like these light and airy and happy photographers just so excited to capture this day. But really I am never more focused and business minded than when I'm a wedding right. photographer, because I'm not, yes, I have my moments where I get emotional. <laughs> they're really touching, but really I'm thinking, Oh, wait, this is all mm -hmm. on me. I need to be ahead of schedule. I need to make sure they're ahead of schedule. I need to make sure they get to that first look on time and that the groom is on his way because all of these things yeah. impact 
the wedding day, 100%. And photographers, it's not your time to be selfish. You can't keep them past cocktail hour just because you're so excited to have right. a sunset. Like you also need to stick to your timeline well, my, too. My favorite is when I'm watching the officiant talk too long and I'm and it's an outdoor wedding and I'm watching the sun go down. <laughs> I guess. I know. And you're like oh, having a panic attack on yeah, the yeah. inside thinking, well, that's over. Yeah, I, I, I think one of my last weddings in San Diego, that's exactly what happened. Um, there, I think I had to wait like 45 minutes. And so the bride or the mom, the mom of the bride was like, Oh, it's fine, honey. Like everything is on your schedule today. And then I just, (laughs) I just gypped in there. I was like, um, the only thing is we can't tell God not to let the sunset. So that's gonna right, keep right. going and then she like looked over at me and they were like oh no you're <laughs> yes. right and then our the bride and groom photos ended up lasting 10 yeah. minutes on the beach because of it because it was dark like i can do yeah. anything with it because it was dark outside and you still now. gotta so deliver this is why we could talk yeah. about it you know yep 100 many many times it's a good thing i know what i'm doing at, because there's so many different variables so now if that sun goes down you say all right we're gonna get great some light I'm going to light you back from, uh, put a light back behind you and kind of give you this nice glow and we'll get the later sunlight look. So that's again, adapting as the photographer and, and your, your knowledge of photography to deliver at, even in those 10 minutes is if, if that's all you get, because that happens often, especially if there's no first look. If I were to give one, one, one tip, yeah. uh, I know it's very difficult and it's, uh, it tends to be a, a, a difficult subject with clients, but if you can do a first look, it just really opens up the timeline. And again, we'll save that for another for another time. Yes, I'm making a note of that mm-hmm. right now because I want to ask questions, but yeah, I'm going right. to hold off until our next yeah. episode. First look, exclamation yes. point. <laughs> and I just had this conversation too with my boyfriend, you know, as we discuss, you know, weddings and plans and things like that, we were watching a movie and he was like, oh, I would oh, never no. want to do a first look. And I just <laughs> smiled. Because I'm like, deep down, as much of a romantic as I am, I'm also a wedding <laughs> photographer, and I know the value right. of having yeah, a first exactly. look. So that'll be a conversation for a later time, because we've just got to make sure we educate everyone on why this Hopefully is Hopefully Austin's not listening. Austin, but, if okay. you're listening, tune out. <laughs> or tune or in, tune yes. Because you need to pay attention. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you need to pay attention mm-hmm. to this. Um, okay, so yeah. before we leave, I'd love for you to deliver just one last inspiring tip or message to those who are hesitant to begin their businesses. You know, what gave you that final push? What would you whisper in their ear if they walked up to you and said, Brant, I don't know if I can do this. Starting a business is terrifying. What would I'm going to make this somewhat timely in the, the times that we're living in right now. I, it, it sounds funny, but this is the perfect time because you have the time to research, get your website up, get your social media going and throw your passion into it right now. It's funny because I'm not a huge fan of the term passion, but it fits so well that you just, you can do it, right? And now is the perfect time to do it. I'm actually kind of reinventing myself here uh, on a conference level and a family portrait level, um, coming up with new offerings, new, new pricing, um, new prints to offer. So I'm I'm using this time right now to kind of reinvent uh, myself on a few different levels too. So, and discussing trying to get my social media back up and running too. So um, I hope that helps. That would be, I, I really think it's the perfect time to do that it. Does. Uh, sit down, hunker down. Um, and the great part is if you don't want to do it one day, then take a day off, you know, watch, watch, watch Netflix. Yeah. But then tomorrow, then we're going to do it. We're going to start researching. Heck, people can email me. Text me whatever they like if they need help. You, I'm sure you'd be happy to help. So, um, I'm. It, it's uh, it's been actually kind of an exciting time. And I, I watched a um, uh, Zoom video the other day of, of my favorite photographer called Yervant. Uh, just an amazing, amazing photographer. And what's funny is I met him 15 years ago, and he inspired me in just how great his work was because I felt it was the first photographer who really got it. And he's so amazing. So I watched a webinar on his and he's still doing it. And uh, it it inspired me. So I hope I can do my best to inspire some others as well. 
You will, you will. And I think you're the perfect representation that, like you just said, it's it's okay to mm-hmm. reinvent. It's okay to, you know, dive back into where you got started and to, it, we're not reinventing the wheel, but you're making right. it better. You're making your processes better, your packages right. better. Um, you know, I think it's so important. You said improve your mm-hmm. craft, consistently improving your craft. You know, for me, I've let life and pageantry and all of these other things get in the way of my photography business these last two years. Um, But I think the good thing is that the passion is always going to be there, but it's up to me if I choose to continue to improve my craft, because that's how I'm hurting myself if I'm not getting out there and taking pictures, because it's a talent and it's a talent, but also a skill that you have to keep up with. All exactly. The and, Just like business. And as soon as they, they let us back out, uh, I will be ready. Basically, it was is is my yes. is my vision for what's going to happen, and hopefully that's May first. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes. So, Brand, how can our listeners find you? Whether they have questions or they want to connect to you about a yes. photo shoot, how Brandt can they find you? Brandbender.com. So I I guess I should spell that out. B R A N T. Bender, B-E-N-D-E-R.com. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's Brant Bender Photography. And uh, that's probably the best way to do that. And same with Facebook. So yeah, happy to help and either discuss or help. Uh, whatever it is that you need, uh, send me an email. And it's just Brant at BrantBender.com if you want to send me an email uh, to keep it simple if you want to do it that way. Awesome. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Talking to you, <laughs> it brings me back to my 21-year-old self getting started really does except now i'm not like i don't have like these deer in the headlights of like complete panic i'm not knowing what i'm doing i like have an yeah. idea now of what i'm you're doing. doing great so it's at least a little bit more pleasant for me it's not as scary um but i'm so happy that i connected with you and i think the number one thing that you hit on the head through this mm-hmm. conversation is that networking and by golly we network here we are today we've network connected followed up yep. I follow that's up the with key you, too. And then, yeah, because I get a lot of people who say, I would love to yep. connect with you. Well, you have to make that happen. I'm not just going to say, hey, right ahead, and yep, I'm going to contact exactly. you. You have to contact me. And then, by the way, if I'm busy, um, contact me again. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Brand. I think we settled a lot of misunderstandings today. We did <laughs> more than I think almost any other episode I've had. Yeah. We attacked a lot. Because there's a lot to be known about what you do, what we do, and what business owners do. So thank you so much. Yes. I'm so appreciative. And everyone, tune in next week. We're going to be talking more about more misunderstandings. So happy to have you Thanks, here. Thanks, Kelly. Hey, world. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.